Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know the rules of the game? Yeah. You know the rules of the game? I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Let's talk. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk to you. You shouldn't even have this tape. Hey, I got money on my mind. Yeah. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on, do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in the games life out here in Texas or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. What's good, y'all? It's Jared here with Black Wealth Renaissance. We're here at the Yes Honey Collective. It's been an amazing event. It's been like crazy just listening to all these panels and all these people dropping all this knowledge. Uh, now we've gotten a few of them separated and we're about to have a roundtable session where we're going to talk with four very influential groups. We're going to talk with multi- uh, ooh, excuse me, Millionaire Mindset, The Unconventional Wealth, Black Wealth Renaissance, and we're even going to be featuring the King Me podcast. 
So with that being said, I want to roll straight into it and I want to get everybody to go ahead and introduce themselves and talk about what they do and how they go about it. And I'm going to just go ahead and pass it off to the next person. Uh, my name is Josh, um, Josh David, JD, whichever you want to call me. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I dabble in politics. I dabble in real estate. I dabble in finance. Um, current uh, endeavor that's really consuming most of my time is uh, Claris Limeade. It's uh, a recipe that my grandmother gave me, uh, you know, before she passed. And it's a beverage company that I currently run and own. Uh, I'm Jalen. I'm one of the co-founders of Black Wealth Renaissance. And uh, primarily, I just work on the business i jumped off the porch in october to really just say let's do it um and what i'm primarily just doing is working with my bros we we're spreading financial literacy we're pushing the agenda of working together for, through group economics we're also just pushing the agenda that we are not stagnant we're not a stagnant race we have a lot more to offer and that's pretty much what i got all right what's going on guys my name is ogie madu aka money madu um primary primarily known through Black Sea Group, uh, which is an investment firm that deals with raising money to invest in real estate, stocks, and, and businesses in general. Uh, I'm a personal finance author, so I've written a book called 10 Reasons Why You're Living Senseless, which is published by my friend Adrian here. Um, also, I have my own fitness athletic line uh, called Phoenix Athletica, and um, just always up for partnerships with, you know, Xavier, B, Josh. It's, it's funny how, you know, we had the whole unconventional wealth chat as just guys from Twitter. <laughs> guys from Twitter, that's pretty much how it all started. So I'm glad to be a part of, you know, this round table here. Glad to be a part, with, a part of, you know, all this strong black men and just being able to talk real shit. I'm Xavier Miller. I'm an entrepreneur, real estate investor, real estate consultant. I'm half a millionaire mindsets. I'm also a Air Force veteran, hailing from Chicago. Uh, and pretty much my goal is pretty much similar to BWR, just uh, putting our community on, giving us access to conversations that we often not like privy to. Just hearing people like y'all have these conversations and most people ain't got access to this. They don't hear shit like that. And I know because I, I get the feedback all the time. People saying like, I've been selling dope all my life. I ain't never heard no people talking like this. So you hearing these conversations, I'm just we just trying to put them on a mass scale so people know it's hella options for us. Like you talk about doing kingship, it's hella options for us. If we call ourselves kings, we got access to anything. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do. It ain't nothing stopping us but ourselves. So that's pretty much my whole goal. My name is Kelly Rhodes. I'm a co-founder of Black Wealth Renaissance. I handle most of the product development for Black Wealth Renaissance. And uh, I actually also have a full-time gig as a safety coordinator for an oil company out in West Texas. And uh, I'm, I'm just here. Uh, basically, as for Black Wealth Renaissance, our goal is to help others maintain and attain generational wealth throughout the black community. Because we started this because there's not a lot of platforms that you can see, you can go to and see all this great information on how to get that generational wealth. And we just want to keep spreading the information. Uh, bless up. My name is Chris and Play, uh, one half of the King Me podcast, um, hailing from Sacramento, California, Northern California to be exact. Um, CEO and founder of Four Year Epiphany Foundation Incorporated. It's a nonprofit here where we work with all generations of people. I started working with babies um, to help them fall in love with themselves and their dreams. 
And as a result of them falling in love with their dreams and themselves, they've been able to excel in different places. The problem was there was generational trauma that was taking place. And so I would get five steps and they would take 10 back, right? And it was happening constantly. I got them for two hours. They got to be in school for 10. Then they got to go home for 15. So everything that I'm doing, I'm untangling, right? So starting in high school, my little brother back there was one of my first students. How do you know? 22, 23. I had him when he was 15, right? And so we spent our whole relationship untangling everything that he was a part of when he was a youngster before I got to him so that he can have a prevalent, vibrant, thriving life. And the reason we started the podcast, the King Me podcast, uh, shout out to my brother Kuna Poet, was because the philosophies and the ideologies that we lived by were unwritten and the content wasn't available in the space that it should have been. So we developed it to put it out because we are educators, we're teachers by trade. But when we left the classroom or left the, the speaking engagement or left the session, we took it with us. And we wanted to create legacy, so we started creating content that could be passed down. I'm a father of three, so if anything happens to me, I want my babies to be able to press play and they still got access to daddy and daddy's information that great grandkids can come back and play what I left them, right? So at 35, man, for me, it's about generational wealth, not just finance, right, but mentality and love and legacy and prosperity and finance, right? So a holistic view on, on legacy and success. And it's an honor, man. Uh, first of all, welcome to California. Uh, Northern California, you feel me, y'all that I mean? Uh, <laughs> appreciate y'all being here, man, and it's, it's a privilege and an honor to have y'all in a space with us to see other kings sitting at the table, man, so welcome. Welcome for sure. Appreciate it. What's going on, uh, Brandon? Uh, real estate investor, acquisition manager, uh, independent insurance adjuster. I own a few other businesses. Um, really... I, I want to just say thank y'all because I met a lot of y'all through Twitter um, within the last year or so, and I literally have business with each one of you. <laughs> so um, I do want to say appreciate I appreciate y'all for having me, um, and I'm looking forward to doing everything we set out to do. And my name is Adrian Kennedy, and my background is pretty spread out uh, some work in uh, artificial intelligence uh, for different government agencies uh, finance I've been in finance since 2006 started as an asset manager and currently my main project is running my technology and consulting company escape and the latest most I guess most popular uh, well not the most popular but most public project is a uh, growthopedia which I'm building now which is a network focused on growth a SaaS project has a real estate aspects and mentorship aspects really just an information resource where people can grow and learn uh, for themselves and for their businesses and so that's really what I'm focusing on now all right that's really cool and I one thing I did want to also roll into from what we had talked about before before we had uh, gotten a chance to start recording we were talking about kingship and more specifically king shit god damn it so we wanted to talk about like what do you view as king shit like what do you view as part of your contribution to the community and how do you look as that black king so I still want to pass that around and keep that going as well because I, I thought that was a really cool question Alright. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. 
So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To be completely frank and to be completely honest, mm-hmm. it's about extreme accountability and making sure that, you know, our community as a whole doesn't take the division of outsiders to heart and that we don't allow information to seep through so that people can reverse engineer our plans and use them against us. I think kingship and king shit all involves us standing on each other's back and shoulders and, and holding each other up at the best we can. So that way, you know, when we have outsiders coming to our community, there is nothing that they can say. There's nothing that they could do to, to unbind us. We need to be literally like Velcro, Velcro straps. You could, you got to pull very hard to get us off. And I think also, you know, going back to extreme accountability, we also have to be willing to accept, you know, what comes with extreme accountability. If you mess up, you got to, there has to be a forgiveness trail too. You can't just say, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you did wrong. Own that without, you know, first doing the work to say, you know what, we forgive you. Let's move forward and let's learn something from this. We have too many people that's pointing the finger saying you fucked up, you did wrong, and they're not allowing them back in. And now you got an outsider who wants nothing more than to see your downfall. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know the exact statement, but, you know, they said the kid the kid that's, what, denied the village warmth, burned the downs. Yeah. You know, like, that's real. I grew up in Chicago. You know exactly what that's like. You got to see the violence that go on every day there. And, that, you know, that's besides that being, you know, put out there more than I think it should because it's not as bad as people make it, I think a lot of that has to come down with, you know, people not understanding that, you know, we all are accountable to each other. So when that bullet fly out the gun, we all we might as well all shot that. Because if that brother, is, if that brother or that sister is laid down on the ground, guess what? We're going to all feel that. Like you said, that generational trauma, that's not something you want to pass down because we got enough of that encoded in our DNA. You know, eventually at some point we have to look at healing and when I'm, and I'm not talking about the, you know, the old kumbaya version of healing, you know, let's, let's go seek therapy that we got to stop sprinkling that shit. Like it's parsley, you know, we got to look at like from a standpoint of like from a holistic view, as you stated, you know, we got to, the conversation has to be between us where we got to forgive each other. You know what I mean? That's my biggest thing when I say kingship and king shit. Owning it, but also being respectful enough to, to you know, to uh, allow people to make mistakes and come back and get, you know, get that embrace that they need. Hey, that was deep, bro. And I just kind of want to piggyback off of what you were saying about not letting people come into our community because that, that touched me. Because a lot of times we'll let people come in our community, they look good and whatever, you know, and then you grant them those rights. Oh, they can come to the barbecue and all of those type of things. But then once they start to change the narrative, you're upset because now you gave them the power to do that. You gave them the power to say, okay, you can do this. No, you have to, like you said, you have to protect. You have to protect your community. We have to actually look at it as it is a kingdom you you should have that moat that barrier of protection to where you say okay there is some smoke coming up let me see what's going on let me start to prepare myself we need to be prepared for whenever something is going down we shouldn't be reactive you should be proactive don't wait until the shit happen we should be ready for whenever it do happen and we just got to push the button it's a difference 
And that's what I'm viewing as kingship and king shit. But, um, you know, for me, you know, what they say, segregation kind of ruined the black people. You know what I mean? Because, like, with the the integration, you allowed all these people to kind of come in, and then what's happening is, yeah, you know, certain races have nicer things, so all of a sudden you're, we're trying to latch on to that when it's something where we are smart enough. We do have the resources. Let's go ahead and build our own. One of the biggest things for me is like not trying to always, you know, oh, this bar isn't letting me in. Let's build our own bar that our own people, you know what I mean? And so kind of just backtracking what as far as like King ship goes is is like some of the things I I plan to do and in the process of doing is for example, I have this real estate fund. This fund is simply, I'm working with, with, with Brandon on this. I'm raising $10 million, $10 million to purchase property in Memphis, in Houston, in the hood, revitalizing most of these houses that have been vacant, that have been abandoned. Whenever you rehab these homes, even if we, we, we put them on Section 8 for, for a little bit, that allows the people in the community to stay there until they get the shit together still be proud of something new that they do have and then from there we, that allows them because it's not going to you know go overnight to where everybody's just has the same mentality as all of us there's still a lot of people that still believe believe in the victim mentality so with me it's like we got to start that process and so and and then the second part of it is is the biggest thing for me is our kids i don't have any yet but i know when i do me passing that legacy on is very, very, very big uh, proponent to me. So one of the things I will do is uh, open up a school that pretty much teaches, even if, like, even if it's like financial literacy, just having us, putting us in a situation to where we aren't always last. We aren't always getting this last part, you know, the stuff is like putting us ahead because a lot of this stuff is like knowledge. You, you look at the Asians, they go to the normal school, and then they have after-school Asian programs. They're constantly learning. They constantly learn about their culture. They're constantly learning about everything else. And so it's like, why are these people ahead? It's because they have things. They have a certain situation. They have, like I said, the culture again to where that's a normal thing. And so for me, building building a school here. I'm Nigerian. I'm Nigerian. Well, I was born here, but you know, I'm Nigerian. Building a school back in Nigeria as well, and making sure that our kids have the necessary foundation so that there, there isn't any excuses going forward. That's dope, that's dope. Yeah, it's not too much I could uh, say because they all said amazing things, but I think kingship is ownership, like you said, accountability, uh, owning our uh, the narrative of our community, what we're doing, owning our mentality, owning our thoughts, and also just being an honorable person, taking care of your community, take care of the person that's next to you. Like working together, because as we all know, dynasties and great shit is not individual. It's gonna be a collective. They gotta do it. Can't none of us do all this amazing shit by ourselves. We gonna be so much greater and so much bigger working together. And in fact, we ain't got no choice but to work together, cause we in such a deficit that if a motherfucker trying to work alone, you just you ain't doing you ain't doing shit. So we gonna have to stick together and be a strong unit. So I feel like uh, as far as kingship. I look at it from a collective more than an individual thing. Like I always had a mentality, 
since I was a younger growing up in Chicago, Chicago's a real cultured city, especially when you go into black history and shit like that. So I always had the mentality of it takes it takes a community. It's not gonna be one person. So sticking together, like I said, all in our communities, all in our mentality, take care of our families, and most importantly, being an example, because that's the most important thing I feel in our community is being an example for one another. That's why I'm so pro. Like I tell Brandon a lot, like, yo, you gotta uh, get out there more. People need to see this shit. Cause there's so many people, you would be surprised. You probably knows even being out here, they, they they think it's no other way. You know what I'm saying? So just being uh accessible, but not to the point where we uh the part, like going through too much shit. But you know what I'm saying? Being accessible, showing people, and just take care of one of taking care of one of, uh, one another, take care of our families most importantly, take care of our communities. That's king shit and king shit to me. Uh, I kind of want to just pick it up with what Zay said with uh, the accountability as a group. Um, to me, kingship and kingship is us as a group, uh, whether who people that know us and when we're gone, people that knew us that tell us that hey, this person was a great father, a great a great dad. He he was a great person. Uh, he was a great friend, and he also, you know, uh, built generational wealth. He to me. Anything that I do, any business deal, any any stock that I invest or anything, it, the first thing that comes to mind is my my bloodline. What am I leaving for my bloodline? What am I doing to so my granddaughters or my grand or my grandsons have something that I came from me? That's that's my first thought. Anything that I do, and I think that's that's something big. And, and it's for us as a community, we got to have that accountability. We got to make sure that we hey Zay. Make sure you you know you you own your stuff you know make sure you're doing what you need to do, but also praising that man whenever he is doing that right, okay. So it it, it, it there's a both there's both two two sides to it, but uh, that's to me is what kingship is. Um, so me looking at I was I was telling I was telling young King over there earlier. Uh, shout out to my brother Six. He said when we were younger, his definition of success was really failure. Right. So when you when I'm thinking legacy and, and holistic success, right, I'm thinking poverty mindset. Right. Historically and generationally, what have we been fed as a definition of success? What does that mean? What does it look like? And in order for us to understand the culture and the climate, in order for us to have protection, in order for us to set up generational wealth, take care of the families um, and educate our people. We have to find out what the definition and the ideology of success is because it's not what we thought it was, right? It's not, it's not what they show us on TV. Like you were just saying, like, I'm not, I'm not just an athlete, right? I'm not just an artist. I'm not just a black man. I'm not just a student. Like, I'm literally capable of anything and everything that I put my mind to, right? But there are specifications for me. I can master something specific, and then branch out and do other things once I master that one craft, right? And that'll make room for me. So as the Bible says, right, your gifts make room for you, right? Um, and the seed goes to the sower. So I'm looking at the perspective of kingship holistically and changing the narrative so that it exists for all of us in the same perspective because we all from different places, which means we have different definitions. We have different norms. We got different ideologies. But imagine... When we all go back home, if we all have the same streamlined idea of success, 
right? And we all move the same, even though we are compartmentalized. Some people do real estate, some people do business, some people doing some futuristic shit that I can't even spell. <laughs> <laughs> if we have if we have them type of ideologies, we can literally set up a system so we can define what success is for us and we don't have to live in the definition of success really being failure at the end of the day. Because it's really not what we think it is. Because them other motherfuckers is playing by a different set of rules. And if we don't have keys to the kingdom to get in a kingdom, we ain't never going to learn the rules. Right? So, again, like, kingship for me is how do we create and own our narrative and put ourselves in a position so that sex success is tangible. Right? And, and, and our narrative, our culture, our heritage belongs to us. And it's not predicated or defined by anybody else or anything else. Alright, so kingship to me, kingship is building a legacy. Um, throughout history, kings have been leaders. Um, they've been partners. They've been fathers. They've been, you know, all these great things. They've been great men, um, historically. And it's a community, like y'all said, it's a community effort. Uh <laughs> Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, kingship is just, you know, being a, um, building something that is going to last um, throughout history for, for your folks, for people that's not, you're not, you're not going to live to see. Um, kingship is, like you said, accountability. I don't know to what you're doing, doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. And just being the best person you can be, and um, you know, just you know, like relentless. Just whatever's in your way, just knock it down. I think the major. I tell people all the time that the major difference between us and them. They may have access. They may have the easiest access to everything, but. There's not there's not one single law that says we can't do that. Right. We gotta go out there and find a way to do it. When you find find a ways to get into stuff like insurance adjusting, I've been in it three four years, and it's mostly predominantly all white men. You find a way to get into that and bring young more um, bring more young black people in it. That's king shit. You're doing what Adrian's doing, building a platform where literally everybody can go on there and learn and, you know, and submit um, their piece of information or whatever. That's king shit. And that's, I'm going to pass it on to Adrian now. And uh, from my perspective, I would say kingship is ownership and not just ownership of uh, physical goods and financial assets, but ownership of the mental space and what ideas and perceptions and realities you have in your head. Because I think a lot of times... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities. 
from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. A detriment to a lot of us has been letting other people's definitions and perspectives define us and being able to unlearn things that aren't helpful and don't help you produce any type of mental or, or financial wealth and success is easily one of the first steps to becoming a king because first you have to conquer yourself before you conquer any lands and so being able to do that and form partnerships across literally the country and the world with other people so then you can have these these valuable networks that we're building here and that's really how i would define kinship is just having that ownership ownership honoring your relationships like your ideas like your assets the education of the people in your community and family like the from the ground up just owning everything like forever that's that's how i define it as far as um what i define or what i see as kingship and what i see as like kingship so not to go too much off of like piggybacking off of what b said but i see kingship uh, with the P as being like the standard that we hold ourselves to, like the way that we establish a standard for us to carry ourselves as not only like African-American people, but also specifically as, as far as this group goes for African-American men. Like, I feel like we don't have a lot of that established standard that we hold each other to on a regular established basis. But I feel like that's what kingship itself is, is that standard and holding each other to it. And I feel like kingship, is going back to what like what Maydu does with the with the black seed shares. You give people the opportunity to be able to invest and do better in their situation. That's king shit. You know what I'm saying? Like what what Zay does with with Park Hill Capital and y'all consulting and all that. Giving people the opportunity, like our, our king over here who has the capital but just don't have the network or the people to be able to get into real estate in different areas, that's king shit. You know what I mean? Like being able to help people and come through and provide those resources for the other folks because we, especially at this point in the game, I think everybody knows that there's a lack. Like we, there, there's, there's something missing there. That link needs to be filled in somehow. But with that being said, and with us all kind of establishing what we think the standard is and where, where we need to go about it, what do y'all think? Because I know some people said it, but what do y'all think is the next step as far as how do we go about getting that out there? Like, how do we get the rest of the culture up to kingship, queenship, the whole thing just being a regular thing? I mean, one, we need to control the hood intellectual property. What I mean is What is the hood intellectual property first? It's who we are as a people okay. What we stand for as a people And how we go about Using who we are and what we stand for To get to our to our, get to our uh, Larger goal Of being, you know, from a generational standpoint Of having wealth, right? 
like again we we're so quick to give it away we're so forgiving we're so uh, you know and then you know they take people take 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 and they don't give nothing back right so what happens when you have ip like if you own an idea they can't so nobody can take it from you right and if they use it they gotta what license it from you right People need to start paying for that. Like, you know, we, we see it all the time. People on Twitter, they give all these ideas away. They're like, oh, yeah, and then, you know, they want to, when somebody used it in a song, oh, now they want to scream that. Like, nah, you, you knew what you had when you dropped it out your mouth. Have some foresight to say, you know what, let me let me protect this now. But I think on that in, in that same breath, we need people who can advise them on what to do ahead of time. Cause that's the biggest thing. Cause I mean, times we didn't, I had, we we didn't went through the conversation of how you need to protect yourself. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. How many times you didn't find loopholes and shit that I thought I was protecting myself with? It's tons of times. We send each other NDAs and non competes all the time. Like, NDAs like right. it's like Yo, it's a frisbee. I got some with me now. <laughs> but you know what? And that's that's not an insult to that's not an insult because we understand like what we think and how we you know how we're gonna maneuver on the idea. We need to protect that. And as a community, we need to first start with keeping our intellectual property in our community. Because how many, how many people just walk in, now they got an idea. How many times y'all have seen On Fleek in, in, in the Old Navy commercial? That's the biggest one that's pissed me off in recent history. It's been, it should be no reason that girl should not be, she shouldn't be doing motivational videos and all this. But when they are literally taking what she did, like her flair, her style, her, her, her essence, and they literally profiting from it. Yeah. So we yeah. got to secure That's the hood IP. Like, it, it really is. But, you know, but but how would she know that, though? Right. She be, she you know? At this point. She don't have no, like, you. It's a rap at this point. I mean, it, it's never a rap, number one. No, because no. the way that intellectual property work is that that's lifetimes. As long as she alive, she has a case. And so, but that's another conversation. But I totally agree that it's it's hard to get people to that next step and providing networks and educating them on where those resources are is i think really important like great yeah social media is great for having fun having a giggle etc but like it, it's valuable like it's it's money it's money the internet is money to me i don't i don't go to the social media unless it's about money like i mean you know i, I will post a tweet and disappear because I gotta go work on my money before I come back and check on this money. Like, and being able to use these resources efficiently because people are building businesses <laughs> off of these platforms that are multi-million. I mean, you have your podcast, you just passed Grant Cardone. Crazy. Who's worth more? Like, who, who no, I'm saying like, no, I'm just saying. Who's worth more now? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's like from a marketing perspective, your podcast is more valuable than Grant Cardone's podcast, but somebody got to write a check. And so that that's the opportunity and getting people to be able to see that and know that is very important. In that same aspect, though, you got to be careful, too, because, you know, there's going to be people that's going to offer you a check. And, you know, sometimes that check will come with buying your silence. Right. We were just talking about that yesterday. Don't take the money. Don't take the money. Don't take the money unless it comes with a lot of equity. Like, take my money. No, no, but we uh we talked about that yesterday. How like we already had people reaching out to us. No, 
Literally, no. Yeah, 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 that's send, what us, send me whatever. I, I will look over it because, nah, I yeah. don't want that. I started Growthopedia December the 6th was the launching date. I made revenue by January 3rd. Founders of other companies are already looking at me mm-hmm. on AngelList. And it had, it's barely been 45 days. They sweating. I mean, that's, that's, that's it. I mean, they, when people see that we have great ideas, they understand that if it's making money there, it's going to make money everywhere. And what you want to do is protect that in the right way because that's not a million-dollar idea. That's a billion-dollar idea. And you got to have those pieces in place. Like my first – I started the, my most recent LLC – I, I filed a paperwork on the 31st. I got it back on the 6th. I set up the bank account last week. It's 2020. I'm already two years ahead of who else is going to try to catch up. By the time I come out with my next step, they're never going to catch up. And so I don't have to worry about that. Everything is in place. I own my IP. I own my corporation. I own my, my LLC. All of these things in place. I'll file a suit in a second. <laughs> and, I, and I'll be right there. And I'll be representing myself or I'll make some phone calls because protecting your ideas is very important and not selling everything because we've sold things in past generations that were very valuable, like lack of knowledge because you couldn't pay the taxes or, you know, oh, this is sandy soil. Let's give it to people because we can't farm on it. Like, you know, we could talk about Charleston and why we are in Mississippi because people couldn't farm there. But, I mean, how much of that do you keep and pass down? That's so that's that's what it's about. We can't make we we have too much information. We don't have an excuse. I was going to say just real quick. I think that for one, I think it's getting better especially due to social media, I think it's getting better. I think also a lot of people who are, let's say, you know, over 40, it doesn't really matter the age, but a lot of people are already set in stone in their way, so it really doesn't matter. That's why I'm big on educating the youth now so that by the time they're of age, they're raising their own kids, that mentality is already gone. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are already set in their way. Social media gives you an opportunity to segment that. Correct. You know, like we we've seen, like you know, you've seen it. You've seen, we've all seen it. How, like, yo, if you focus on like a, you know, if you if you know who your target is, you can easily identify and get to them on social media. Whereas before, that barrier of entry was okay. Like you might be doing something on one block, you might be doing something on another block, but you know that little bit of gap right there, we can't communicate with each other. Now we, we really don't have a, a reason not to. You know, like I think, you know, also with that, we got to stop being apprehensive, too. Like, you know, like we <laughs> we always talk like, you know, sometimes we go ghost on each other, but that's because we working on stuff. But like usually we come back and be a fire like, boom. OK, here's this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think like when it comes down to like us sharing our knowledge, just kind of going back to what I was telling you about, like protecting the hood IP. Like we also got to remember, like 
you know, if somebody's sharing, like we'll throw an NDA to each other, but sometimes you get excited, you want to throw an idea out there. We can't be opportunistic and try to take advantage of other people that's in our same situation or, you know, whatever the case may be that, that look like us because that, that's, 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 you know, that's short-lived, right? Like you're going to get, you might get a few dollars off of it, you know, but you're going to let this, you're going to let that beautiful idea die because you got greedy, right? Like, you know, sometimes you, like you don't, when you go, prospecting for gold that top rock you know that you got to knock that off right you might get a couple little pieces of it but there, it's a lot deeper than just what the surface shows you you know and like a lot of ideas they, they they have so much you know they can blossom into these amazing things but sometimes we stifle ourselves by saying okay well this is where I'm, not where you're going to cap yourself but you'll look at what somebody else is doing you know that's not in our community and you try to gauge yourself off of that like you were saying like you like you know, we, we, we are above, you know, judging ourselves and, and kind of metering ourselves based off of somebody else's narrative that don't look like us, that don't have the same, they don't have the same drive as us, same hustle as us, the same spirit as us. You know what I mean? We look like fools trying to, like, follow that path. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yo, if, if anything, you know, like, we have to kind of design our own path, right? Like, we are all architects in our own right. Right, like you doing your thing, you doing your thing, you doing your thing, and the thing is that we're all sitting here because our our differences literally can bring us together. Because now we know, like, damn, okay, if I need to go talk to somebody who can really get to kids and actually has a plan to formulate out that who thinks long term, 10, 15 years, I can go talk to bruh. You know what I mean? If I need funding, financing, and I need somebody who can structure it, I can go to you. If I need, okay, cool. I need somebody who gonna put the money in and gonna let me do what I'm gonna do. Call Brandon. If you if you need a think tank idea, call Adrian because he's gonna over he's gonna he's gonna overthink it, but he's gonna hit you with like you know he's gonna hit you with some simplified points that you can go back and take and say, all right, cool, I got this. Or you hit Zay up. He said, you know what? We need to we need to you know drop this margin, this disconnect between the hood and corporate America. You know what I mean? And you know what? Let me not use corporate America as any type of guidance tool or whatever. Just the hood and people that's getting it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes they don't realize they are literally doing the same thing, just on different courts. You know what I mean? Like, the same thing. Man, you know, like, like, like turn the, this mic off. You want me to talk about that? <laughs> the, listen, some of the best mathematicians I ever met sold dope. You ain't never learned. <laughs> you know they'll tell you quick. Yep. I'm trying to tell you, pimps are the best marketers out there. You know what I mean? Like I know those are not things that people find attractive, but you know you can find a lesson in everything. You know what I mean? But we got to, you know, sometimes not put the stigma on each other that we, you know, like, oh, you're in this lane, so eh, I don't want to rock with you. But, you know, like, yo, it might be that's the only thing they know. You know what I'm saying? You got to go change them, but shit, if you ain't trying to learn something from them, like, yo, how, you know, who are you? Like, don't judge them. Don't judge them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give them, give them. Because people don't even know. They don't. Right? Like, yo, you know how many times you told me something? I'm just sitting there like. And, and you know, I, I fancy myself a, a somewhat intelligent person. I'll be sitting there like, we know about none of the stuff y'all be talking about. But you know what? We we but we'll explain it to each other. Right. Like when I explain y'all how to buy gold, y'all was looking at me like, huh? Like you were sitting there like, wait, what? Assay? Uh, what the hell is that? Like, yo, but it was something that I was proud to tell y'all. You know what I mean? Like I ain't feel like I was stunting on y'all. I ain't feel like I was trying to teach the ignorant nothing. I was just like, yo, the guys need to know this just in case they ever run across this. And I think that's like as a community what we need to do more of. You might run across this. Let me give you some of this game so you can go out and do something with it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, w I want to throw this in a pot for y'all. Uh, anybody, anybody over 35 in here? 
I'm missing. Hold on. Oh, damn, you got me beat. So we the OGs sitting at the table, right? Young OGs. I'll take it that way. Yeah. So, but look, the perspective that y'all carry for y'all being so young, I wasn't thinking like this at 25. I don't know about you. Um, But where I'm from, it's a whole different perspective in your 20s. You know, I am the original hyphy movement. So everything that y'all heard about all of that shit was popping it's a whole different world right uh i want to i want to say thank y'all for being inspirational and for living the life that you live in because y'all are starting so young by the time y'all get 35 36 y'all growth is going to be exponential and you guys are going to lead a whole different perspective right and i want y'all to start thinking about holistically uh the version and the narrative that we want to tell from a heritage standpoint Y'all are light years ahead, and y'all may not know that because your circles feed each other. But the ones that you focusing on serving and the babies that I'm serving, the heritage that they belong to is the culture that they're a part of, right? So your culture is your values, your norms, and your beliefs. We got to figure out how we're going to change the narrative by creating a new value system, by creating some new norms, right? By creating some new... Uh, beliefs and the only way that we can do that is for y'all to continue to become masters of your fields so when y'all do come talk to the babies and they see y'all up close and personal they can say man he looked just like me he looked just like my daddy he looked just like my uncle he's so familiar he walked like me he talked like me talked like me but he's winning on a whole different perspective so as y'all continue to build right all of y'all are talking about super cloth talk wealth and abundance prosperity riches right we having these conversations there's a whole nother generation behind us in front of us and next to us that don't have that mindset Mm. so as we're as we're progressing as we're building we also got to teach y'all are responsible for all of the wisdom that you have to not only teach each other and uplift each other, but I gotta leave breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs behind y'all so the rest of the tribe can catch up. Some of us are dealing with so much generational trauma that we can't get out of the whirlwinds and the earthquakes that we in to even see what half the shit y'all is y'all talking about right now. Yeah. So how do we do that, right? So I, I, my challenge for y'all, why y'all in my city and when y'all go back home is start thinking about what are the breadcrumbs gonna be that I'm gonna leave. Because I got so much knowledge, I got so much wisdom, I'm so far off into what it is I'm creating, I may not be able to come back. Me and, me and my business partner have this thing, it's called the 5,000 foot view, and then in the trenches. So y'all are 5,000 foot view, cloth talk all day, which I'm talking about, so again, some of the shit I can't spell because I dropped out of school in fourth grade. That's another story. <laughs> but... I live in both worlds. I can come sit at the table and have a crafty, articulated conversation with y'all about some certain things, but then I can also go back to the hood or to the trap or go talk to the babies who ain't never heard of none of this shit and give them the game in a way that they can take advantage of so that they can start following the system that we create. So I think think in order for us to be successful, we gotta start creating a heritage. That's the first thing they strip from us. Heritage. The heritage. We don't don't have no, we we don't have a language. We don't have holidays. We don't know where we from. I just came back from Africa this summer. We don't know none of that shit. The 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 one of one of the Africans. Uh, I was in Egypt, and the brother was like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "The states." He was like, he no, was where like you from? "Nah, where are you from?" Yeah. California. 
<laughs> he was like, no, no, where you from? Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, nah, where, brother, where you from? I was like, nah, I'm from Oak Park, right? <laughs> one, of, one of the hoods in Sacramento. Like, that's what I'm from the P. Like, he was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, you look like you're Sudanian. You look like you're from Sudan. Hmm. Your, your facial structure looks like them. If I was, if my people are from Sudan, I could go back and see what those people do and what their lineage was and attach myself to that. We are not attached to a lineage no more. And since we're not attached to a lineage no more, we don't have any rules or regulations to follow. We just wander all around. We just, and so I, I, T.D. Jakes has said, when they brought us over here on the boats, they didn't bring us all from one place. They mixed and shuffled and moved stuff around. So you had, you know, thousands of people in one place from different places that didn't speak the same language, that didn't have the same religion, that didn't eat the same foods, that didn't believe in the same things. And now we have, but well, we have all this division here now. So I think in order for us to move forward, we got to take responsibility for building the heritage, which will develop the culture so that we can be successful. So I want to challenge y'all with that, man. Whatever y'all doing from here on out, y'all just continue to build amongst yourselves. But remember, like, if we if we build a king code, we got to live by that code for sure. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathons. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.